0: Part of me didn't believe I deserved other people accepting that of me. So when I got that approval of my three members, um, I decided to charge um, £10 a month to start with. I was so scared.
1: Maria Barbanova is a viral content marketing strategist who consistently makes hundreds of thousands of dollars a month in her business. And it's hard to believe that she started out as a 23-year-old out of college with an idea for an online community. And she did end up making as much as her banking job salary in just 90 days. So she quit. But her online community started to teach her some hard lessons right off the bat.
0: Over time, you learn how to deal with customers better. Over time, you learn how to recognize somebody who is toxic that you got to just kick out. And somebody who maybe has a point, then you do have to consider it. Um, It kind of makes you grow up real fast.
1: My name is Ina, I'm a global online presence expert, and today I bring you the story of this million-dollar businesswoman who's not even 30 yet, and she has already conquered the online world through multiple different businesses. First, community building through live streaming, and later becoming the viral content guru. You will see how the seed of an idea can grow when you have the guts to listen to it and follow it through. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts while cleaning your house after your holiday guests have finally returned to their homes, head over to the review section and leave us a five-star review and say something nice. It really helps support the show. And thanks. Here's our interview with the born marketer, fearless innovator, Katia Varbanova. This is The Global Phenomenon with Ina Kovani, the podcast where the self-made teach you to stop waiting to be discovered and prepare to be found. Hello, everyone. Today, I have a really sweet deal for everybody. I have Katia Barbanova here from katia.com. And... I can't believe, Katya, that you got that domain name. That is beautiful. It's like me getting Ina.com. That would be amazing. But thank you so much for being here. I'm so happy to be talking to you today.
0: So happy to be talking to you and yeah it is uh ina.com will be pretty dope if you could get that
1: right I think I'm going to put that on my bucket list that's got to happen
0: so um, just put it on your wish list for people yeah. to buy I'm sure I'm sure there's a price tag out there that somebody would sell it for Wow that
1: would be amazing um, so why don't we start with you telling us a little bit of who you are and what you do
0: So my official title, you could say, is viral marketing strategist. Um, I I also like to call myself an innovator because I like to find the gaps in the market Mm -hmm. and to create things that don't exist before. So a lot of people say pioneer, innovator. Um, And my main brand that um, I, the, the two main things that I'm known for is uh, one is 20K Nation, which is my mastermind I've been running since 2015. Um, And I've helped hundreds of hundreds of entrepreneurs with that get to $20,000 a month selling digital products. And the other part of my brand that people know me for is Viral Marketing Stars, which uh, I only launched in 2020. Viral Marketing Stars is uh, the part of the business where we uh, we give uh, entrepreneurs ready-made templates that help them go viral, help them get their content viral, their product viral, their message viral. And uh, that, interestingly enough, started uh, in 2019, again, as a part of my innovation um, uh personality, when I was creating those uh, those products and those templates, there was nobody else that was doing anything like it. I saw lots of uh, people that did templates such as like ad templates or sales templates, but nobody was doing um, viral um, and uh, share worthy social media templates, like infographics and carousel templates. Like nobody was doing that at all. Um, and uh, it was As far as I'm aware, I was pretty much the first person to create uh, a bundle of infographic and carousel templates so that uh, experts can use them on Instagram and Facebook. And that now has become pretty much it's it's, my estimation is that in, in 2021, this will probably become bigger than my other brand. Like it's growing so, so exponentially. So yeah, viral marketing strategist, I help you launch viral products and I help you create viral content those two things.
1: And people should go to your uh, Instagram account. And this is something I want to get into too, because you're in the process of, you just created a brand new Instagram account and you're kind of migrating from the old live stream Katia, which we're going to get into. I'm not leaving anything like under the rocks here. I going to flip every stone. Um, you're migrating into a new Instagram account. Can you tell us what that new Instagram account is and what it will be for?
0: Sure. I started, uh, I've been, I I. used to be known as Livestream Katya. I started as a live streamer at the beginning of my journey, Periscope. And uh, I grew that account to like almost 10,000 followers. Um, and now um, what happened is I decided to start a new one and I decided to call it The Official Katya, which kind of one goes with the domain name. Mm-hmm. And two, um, I really feel I've evolved so much over the last five years that it made sense to start afresh. Um, and it also, the Instagram algorithm prefers new, fresh accounts very often over, um, yeah, you, I know your eyes are looking, but I get the same amount of story views on my new account with currently less than a thousand followers than I do on my other account with close to 10,000 followers. Yeah. Same amount of story views.
1: I So you are a marketing guru here. So first of all, you know, the global phenomenon is all about the coaching industry. And there's, it's almost like it's two different universes, people who work full time versus people who decided that there's freedom out there, right? And there is no overlap there. The The corporate world has no idea about all of this that is happening, that is a place for top performers to really be themselves and be able to make money with it. So I always like to go back to a time when this whole freedom world wasn't really a thing for you. You didn't know that it was there. You were just Mm -hmm. getting your law degree. You got a job in banking. Take me back to what Katia was like back then when you had a plan for your life that had nothing to Mm do with the kind of life that you have right now.
0: Yeah. I think I've always been ambitious. People always say that. I mean, I. Um, not many people know this. You're probably the first per- podcast that I shared this with, but uh, uh, I was able to read and write in Bulgarian, which is where I'm from, by the age of three. Ooh. And I was able to speak English um, pretty with a pretty decent accent, so much so that I corrected my mom anytime she mispronounced it. Uh, at the age of six and I, I was a straight A star student throughout my entire life. Um, and I did that because I was always ambitious to be the best that I can be. It wasn't so much about being better than somebody else. It was more so I want the best grades for myself and the best. I want to be ahead of everything. It's probably where all the fascination with being a pioneer comes from. I've always done everything early mm-hmm. before, like, I don't know about you, but in Bulgaria, you don't get to study the alphabet by the age of seven. And I was writing by the age of three. So, um, so back to your question. Um, I remember in banking, I was super ambitious and wanted to be a director. My ambition was to be uh, the first director before the age of thirty, because I was I was in a retail bank environment that every single director there was over fifty, mm-hmm. and uh, every single person that was making good money was a director. So I remember I would be the kind of person that would get up at 7 a.m. and get to the office at 7 a.m. And I would leave at like 6 p.m. while most other people would go at 9 and leave at 5. So I was always that person going the extra mile. And I really enjoyed it. And I'll be honest, I was a little bored, okay? I wasn't unhappy, I was bored. However, I did have a mentor at my corporate job called John and John, whenever I would moan to John, Oh John, I'm so bored. I'm, I'm so sad. Like anytime I would moan to him and I would, he would always say to me, "Katya, how grateful are you that you have something that is secure, that allows you to take a breather, not worry about money so that you do have energy to create something on the side that you love. And he always gave me that perspective. And I think looking back, yes, there were a lot of things I didn't like, but I believe that there's nothing that happened that happened to me. I chose the job. I chose to stay there for two years and I eventually chose to think of it as a blessing.
1: I know that you actually started doing the marketing things. I know that Perry 10K, was born during the time that you were working. So I want you to tell us, what was that pivotal point? What what was that spark that made you go, there's something new that I can do here while you were still working?
0: So I was was on Periscope as a listener for quite a while, just as a viewer. I was obsessed with watching other people go live. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. It, it was just something I was fascinated with.
1: And for and anybody who is not familiar with Periscope, because now it's kind of like the fat has kind of like like died down. It was, I remember it was a great app by like associated, affiliated with Twitter. that It's you could owned by do, Twitter, yeah. Owned by Twitter. Like you could do live streaming and you could go to see the map of the world and see who is live streaming in a particular spot. You could zoom into the map and see who is live streaming in this part of the world. Like who's, who's live streaming in my street? I always it's thought it was so a good. really, really cool app.
0: Yeah. It was so good. It's so good. I love. I love Periscope. I was um, watching a lot of Periscopers, mm-hmm. and I was observing what they were doing. And I joined a couple of Periscope communities. They were all free. Um, one thing I did notice that a little bit bothered me was that there was a lot of people that were trying to compete with each other. Like, oh, I'm going to get more followers than Alex, and I'm going to get it's like. I was thinking to myself, are these people, and I'm sorry to say this, but are these people a little, a little dumb? Because if they only like work together, they would actually grow much faster rather than like, I just, I just did not understand this. Even when I was in banking, I was always very much, very focused on how can I create win-win situations with my colleagues. So same thing here. I thought to myself, this really annoys me. I really want to prove that collaboration is the best way to grow. So I just went live one day and I said, hey, guys, I have this idea. I really want to show the world that if you collaborate rather than compete, uh, we can achieve so much more together. I just really want to show I, I want to create a, something that can prove that to the world so I can go out and say, look, look. You the compete, you're wrong. <laughs> I want to have something tangible, and I this and I said to, to 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 the live stream viewers. I said, what should I call it? What should I call it? Uh, the goal is to get to ten thousand followers together. And somebody said uh, somebody threw all sorts of names. The Perry somebody mentioned the Perry Grow Project, mm-hmm. and I was like. That's the one. I'm gonna call it Perry and I'm gonna add a 10K, Perry mm-hmm. 10K Growth Project. And I'm gonna start a Facebook group, and you're all invited. Nice. So I got my first 15 Facebook group members in the first 24 hours, just from those Periscope viewers, and I called it Perry 10K Growth Project. And we started doing um collaborating together and working together. And I have I have like lots of little secrets about how, like when people join my masterminds, I have lots of little secrets of how different collaboration projects can really skyrocket your audience. And we started growing and growing and growing that I ended up having 150 members in the group within weeks. And and then I think one of the members suggested to me, uh, hey, I, I can see this is taking a lot of your time and you have a full-time job. Um, why don't you, um, put a membership fee to it? And I was like, what, What? no, like that, that would make me greedy. Like, isn't the whole point that I started this community also, why would I, why would somebody pay me? All other Periscope communities are free. Mm -hmm. Um, that was what was going through my head. And then, and then I started thinking, well, what if I could turn that into something that pays, right? Yeah. So. What I did is I asked a couple of my like most trusted members and I said, hey, would you be upset? I, I literally just asked, hey, would you be upset if I charged for this? And they all said, we would be so happy for you. I was so shocked. I don't know. I guess I was one of these people that I I I believe that I could collaborate with everybody and help everybody, but part of me didn't believe I deserved other people accepting that of me. Yeah. So when I got that approval of my three members, um, I decided to charge um, ten pound a month to start with. I was so scared, yeah. um, and I decided to charge ten pound a month for the first twenty members. And then £20 a month for the next 20 members. And then £30 a month for the next 20 members. And by literally, I swear, by literally like 10 or 14 days of opening the doors, I had 60 members. And I matched my uh, monthly salary from the bank. Right. And I handed in my notice. It was October of 2015. And I started the membership in August. It was that quick, wow. so I literally went from nothing to a paid community uh, that paid my bills. This was the one. This was the day I realized people love to pay money to be part of something exclusive. Yeah. Um, and ever since then, the community has always been exclusive. It's always been application only. It's always we've always raised the price. We've now raised it to five years later. It is now two hundred dollars a month. Mm -hmm. um and uh you know we have we have grown so much over the years and uh I just I just can't believe that I was so afraid to charge 10 pound a month that's what I sometimes I wonder like how did I go through how did I get through that
1: yeah and I think that you did you did it exactly right you Acknowledged your fears. You saw, like, oh my God, like, no way, that's going to make me greedy. That people are going to hate me for this. People are- yeah, like, yeah. Okay, let's just ask. Get a little bit of confidence, start doing it, and then you got it. And, um, you know, look where you are now. So I want what I want everybody to get out of this story, which is why I've, I wanted you to share that with us, is that we all start somewhere that is riddled with fear, that is riddled with self-doubt, and it's not until you start to take action that you start to see the fruit yeah. of that, you know, step that you take, and you can keep growing from there, because after that, you you were the live stream guru for a while and now you're doing you know viral marketing and we're gonna we're gonna get to that journey but there is something that i heard in one of your past interviews that i really wanted you to teach us a little bit about if there is one thing I never want anybody to walk away from this podcast thinking is that, oh, everything is easy and everything is just going up and everything is wonderful. I want everybody to hear all the challenges that come up that could easily make anybody else just stop and quit. And I'd love to know what happened there and how did you overcome it? Tell us more.
0: Um. So when I started, obviously... Um, that was when it was still a free community. Obviously I had a lot of members and there were a couple of members that I over, I allowed to step over my boundaries. Mm -hmm. And some of them were starting to almost take the lead themselves and treat me more like not so much as the leader, but more as the, as a pawn. Like they would start, for example, they would start, um, Uh, doing like they would post a suggestion in the group but it would be more of a complaint and then they would say Kathy you need to change this in front of everybody and they would start they would start acting like the leader of the group and at first I was just feeling very uncomfortable but after a while it got so deep that they would come on our live stream shows and they would start making inappropriate jokes I personally felt bullied Mm -hmm. Um, I felt like Here's somebody who um, who was trying to take control, and the reason they were doing that, by the way, is because they offered to help me uh, with some of the tech setup. Like they were very tech savvy. They were very good. And and at the time, I thought they were very kind to me. Right. So they, they offered to help me with some tech support. And I was really appreciative of that. Like so, so grateful. If at any point they asked me to pay them, uh, I would have found a way to pay them. Um, but there was none of that communication. They were just helping me. And I think after a while, maybe they got a little, um, an easy about the fact that they were helping me for free. Mm. Um, and I always say this to people, don't help people for free, expecting them to do something in return without ever communicating it. It's covered contract. It can really make a person feel so depleted. Like I felt so bad. I had to make a decision to remove people from the group. Yeah. Uh, it was like, I started this community and I'm already kicking people out. It was, mm. and I'm 23 for God's sake. Right. And, right. and those people are like people who've been in business for 20 years. Yeah. Like it was, it was just very stressful, but mm. I will say this. If I could have, go back and change something about it, I would, I would, be better at communicating what I want and what I don't want. I definitely would say over time you learn how to deal with customers better. Over time you learn how to recognize somebody who is toxic that you gotta just kick out, and somebody who maybe has a point and you do have to consider. It, um, it kind of makes you grow up real fast.
1: Yeah, and real and fast. I th- you stumbled upon that one very early on, which is great. Which is pay people for helping you out. Um, I was uh, teaching a podcasting class once and I was telling them, you know, like, you you should get somebody to do like all these menial things. And they're like, oh yeah, I think my brother can help me with that. I'm like, never allow anybody to help you for free. Like I, I've had my sister help me in my business and I pay her, right? There's gotta feel there's got to be a feeling of, of a mutual benefit here and listen to your gut every time. If something is off, then something probably is. So it seems like you learned that lesson really early on. This is, so this is now a business. This is bringing money in. You've decided, okay, I'm turning this into a real thing. I would love to ask you, at which point did you hire your first high price premium
0: coach? I'm never going to say never, but I don't think I'm the kind of person that will throw $50,000 in a mastermind. Why pay $50,000 for a mastermind when I can find out who the owner of the mastermind is and I'll get them to hire me as an expert and then I'll be a speaker at their mastermind.
1: Okay. That in just, his face. <laughs> no, my face is like, that just blows my mind. Because one thing that I just keep, <laughs> I just keep saying here over and over is that there isn't one cookie cutter way to be successful in business. And this is why I bring people like you to tell us a completely different perspective. So I want to dive into this a little bit deeper. So let's tackle first the need for having a coach, for example, because you've proven yourself, you've proven to yourself to be extremely savvy marketer, to be an extremely savvy community creator and community leader, right? You're extremely smart with your money. You are making the $10,000, $20,000, $100,000 month, what makes you say, I need additional help from a coach?
0: Nowadays, I hire specialists mm-hmm. uh, who are coaches and, and consultants. Um, so for example, I hired uh, a, a friend of mine who is a brilliant brand developer strategist and uh i paid her uh you know i i, I committed to $10,000 um and uh, uh she helped me with my rebrand um so it is usually things that just are not in my zone of genius so to me really it's if i need to achieve something and i just don't have the expertise um i go in all in i don't think i've ever hired a coach when I have been in like my absolute lowest, when my and my when I'm in my absolute lowest, I just take a break. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just take mm-hmm. I just take a break from a month away and give, and I go do something else. Um, so usually when I hire them, it's I'm always like on the cusp of something or like on an upward trajectory, and I want to keep going. Yeah. So.
1: I like that perspective because for anybody who's considering hiring their first coach, they got to understand that this is not something they do because they're down in the dumps and they need somebody to come and save them.
0: Oh, I hate that. I I cannot work with people who come and tell me that they're giving me their last penny and this depends on them. Like, don't give me your last penny. For goodness sake, I'm not a doctor. Right. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You know, I will not. Heal you. (laughs) Right.
1: Like nobody's uh, coming to rescue you. Like, coaches and people who know more about something that you don't know is that you do is those are the people that help you level up when you are really getting started, when your passion is there, when your grit is there, like these other people are going to help you move forward. So um, let me ask you, so I really wanted to cover the fact that you went from live streaming to viral videos. Can you tell us just a lesson on the pivots? A lot of people prevent like stop themselves from even getting into business because they feel like their ideas are still brewing in their mind mm. right you are proof that you've made several very successful businesses with several different niches so can you tell us a little bit of what what we can learn from that path that you've taken
0: well I think the biggest lesson is um if you understand my timeline which is 2015 my positioning and messaging was uh go live collaborate make an impact in 2016 my messaging was uh make videos collaborate make an impact in 2017 and 2018 it started being uh go viral and make an impact and that is how it evolved it started from go live and make videos to go viral no matter whether you use videos or images or posts or articles or whatever it was Uh, this is the thing I didn't go from a chatbot expert to a Facebook ads expert to a relationship guru to a I didn't I didn't confuse my audience so much I I kind of expanded the bubble like if I started Mm -hmm. here I went there and there and there and there and there I believe Amy Porterfield is a great example of that Amy Mm -hmm. Porterfield started as a Facebook expert Mm -hmm. that's it and now she's like online marketing person in general, right? But it started with just little Facebook. So yeah. that's what really, what, the, what I, I, I suggest to a lot of people is you start in a little bubble and you just gradually expand. What most people try and do, they start over here and then they wonder why nobody cares. It's like, you're not Tony Robbins. You cannot yeah. help people unleash the power within. Okay. <laughs> like, don't go there. Uh, you got to start here, like somewhere part of that. Yeah. And uh the biggest lesson that I I can map pass along from this journey is um don't look for the perfect messaging now because the perfect messaging doesn't exist. In fact, the messaging you have now The more you tell it, the more feedback you'll get, the more you change it. So Mm -hmm. what your messaging is this year may not be the same messaging next year, may not Mm -hmm. be the same messaging next year. Just like big companies change their marketing campaign message all the time, you will too. So don't think of your message and your marketing as a destination. Like You cannot get there. You cannot get a viral message yeah. A viral message evolves over time. Viral messaging is something you test, improve and tweak and test and improve and tweak consistently. So don't treat it like a destination.
1: Yeah, I love it because I want everybody who's listening to this, you just freaking start to stop thinking about it and just get something out there to start to get that feedback. So let me ask you, what do you think is the biggest misconception that people have of you as a successful entrepreneur?
0: Oh, good question. I think one of the biggest misconceptions is that I was, uh, born good at sales. Mm. I was the, when I was in Avon as a sales rep, I was, uh, uh, so bad. My one and only customer was my grandma. I, I could not sell makeup to save my life. So I definitely was not a born salesperson. I would admit, I think I am definitely a born market marketer and mm-hmm. like influ, influencer, but mm-hmm. I would not call myself a born salesperson. Mm-hmm. Um, I think sales is something that, um, uh, I really had to push myself to learn, and marketing without sales is just being broke. So the fact that I've been able to grow my business consistently for five years, that tells you that I can get good at sales, and that anyone can get good at sales and marketing in general. Um, I truly believe in the power of education
1: mm-hmm.
0: and the power of studying. I guess it's why I'm so good at selling courses too, and helping other people sell courses. I believe in courses. I believe in education. Anytime I buy a course, I will always find a way to make an ROI from it. I will like I don't have a course. You know how people say, "Oh, I bought this and I got burned." I don't. I've been, I've bought hundreds in five years, and I have never bought a course that I regret buying. Right. I have never bought a course because no matter how meh the course might be i will find a way to make it to make to learn something even if it's to learn how not to do a course that's still valuable so um i really believe in education i I don't think many people realize that Uh, Mm -hmm. i think many people think that you know so
1: yeah and i think that you hit on something that i want everybody to also realize that a lot of these successful entrepreneurs that i interview here are not finger pointers are not people who are looking for the next coach or the next course to be their salvation. And if it doesn't work out, then I'm going to be so angry and I'm going to leave them a bad review. And I'm going to, everybody that I've interviewed and I have the same mindset is no matter what I invest in, I'm a big girl. I take responsibility and accountability for my actions and I will make the best of this, no matter what it throws at me. So I love hearing that from you.
0: Here's a lesson that uh, this is something I I heard uh, a friend of mine, Jesse say once and, Uh, I'll share this with you, especially if you're selling coaching or if you plan to sell coaching. Um, Anytime somebody goes to him and says, hey, Jesse, I've been burned so many times by coaches. How do I know this will work for me? And what I love that Jesse always said to people like that, he would always say, you know, don't buy. I don't want you to buy because I don't want to be next on the line. Mm Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn, yeah, if you've been burned by so many coaches and so many courses, I don't want to be next.
1: Yeah. Let me ask you, if I gave you the power to get the world to listen and to do whatever you tell them to do in the next 24 hours, and they have to do it to improve their life, to be happier, to have a greater business What would that thing that you want everybody to do be?
0: I would ask them to come visit Malta where I live. Because it is so beautiful, and uh, I would um, I would love to have more entrepreneurs here because there aren't that many. <laughs> so I would probably force them to come visit and to move here. <laughs> um, that's probably what I would do. Let's let's think one business wise, shall we? One that's going to be helpful. <laughs> visiting are, Um if it's something helpful that I would ask people to do. I would ask them to stop overthinking. You don't need to know step one to 50 in order to start. You just need step one. Mm -hmm. As long as you know your step one, do step one. Once you're at step one, decide what your step two is. Once you're at step two and so on. You're not allowed to think. You're only allowed to make decisions. I like that. How's that? I like that.
1: I think that. I think I'm going to do that for the next 24 hours. Okay. So, thank you so much for being here Katya. How can people find you and follow you?
0: Well, like you mentioned at the beginning, I am very proud owner of katya.com, that is k dot com. If you are somebody that wants to uh that really has a message that matters and you really care about uh, reaching thousands, millions of people with it, um There is really no better way to do that than social media. Mm -hmm. Uh, But since social media is very time-consuming, I have a lot of time-saving things and templates for you. Uh, So I invite everyone to always check viralcontenttemplates.com, which is my best-selling product. We have sold over, at this point, over close to 4,000 of those. Um, and it is a time-saving canva uh, set of templates that are expertly formulated to go viral and get customers um, buy yours katy.com truly um, and uh, they're they're my most proud work of the last five years um, they are only thirty dollars uh, at the time of recording this um, they might be th- there might be more, who knows. But if you get lucky, you might get them for 30.
1: <laughs> and
0: uh, there's a hundred of them in there. So I, I strongly recommend going to viralcontenttemplates.com. Um, and then if you want to stalk me, katya.com and the official Katia on Instagram.
1: Awesome. And I will put all those links in the show notes. Katia, thank you so much for being here.
0: Thanks, Ina. Ina.com.
1: Ina.com. Let's manifest this. Bye. Hi there, Ina here. After this interview, you may be wondering, what are some things that you need to know before you plan to take your content viral? I answer this and many other questions in the next episode, which is the companion episode to this interview. So make sure that you hit subscribe so that you don't miss it coming out next. And if you would like me to answer some of your questions in the next Q&A segment, go to theglobalphenomenonpodcast.com and I will answer your question on the air. I'll see you on the next one and happy new year. Thank you for listening to the Global Phenomenon with Ina Coveney. Join the conversation inside the Facebook group at theglobalphenomenon.com/slash Facebook. Listen to new interviews every Monday and learn with the companion episode every Thursday. This podcast was created by Ina Coveney, music by Jared Labelle, and this was the voice of Kip Clark.